have a seat real quick. How's everyone doing? Man, I feel like I could just greet each and every one of you guys individually, and it wouldn't take that long. Everyone have a good, good Christmas and good New Year? Yeah, I got four people. Everyone else had a crappy Christmas or what? You guys are cool? Anyone wearing any new Christmas clothes? I know this guy is. All right, sweet. Hey, I got a couple of announcements for you guys. Um, some of them are going to be on the screen. This one's really important, and I can't stress how important this is. Uh, so I'll just keep saying it's really important, and hopefully that'll make sense to you guys. The Wild Game Dinner, we've been talking about it for the past, I feel like, two months, and it's getting really, really close. And so what it is, is this big dinner where men come and eat lots of meat. But I know that doesn't make it important for you because guys are eating meat. It's important for you because you can make a lot of money because these guys are eating so much meat. And the way you can do that is by going out, getting a donation, and then coming and serving at that dinner. It's something we've been doing for the past... I don't know, this is like the 30th annual Wild Game Dinner. So, um, man, I really want you guys to come out, go get donations. If you haven't done that yet, we have packets upstairs. And then I need you guys to sign up to serve. And so if you haven't done that yet, I didn't, I didn't want to bring it up at the info booth and have you guys do it there. It's right here. I'm going to have it after the service, and I'm going to go to each and every one of you guys. I'm going to make sure you guys are serving at the Wild Game Dinner. It's at the end of the month, so make sure you guys uh, are, uh, are ready for that and excited, okay? Next one, we are not on this Friday. We are starting up the uh, next Friday after that, so a week from this Friday. Uh, we are doing a series called Element Fighting Championship, which is basically a uh, fighting game. So we're going to do um, some sumo stuff. We're going to do element. We're bringing element boxing back. For those of you who don't know, we put people, boxes over people, and they run into each other, and it's boxing. And then this new one, we're going to do jousting with a twist. We're actually going to take rope. And we're going to suspend a big pipe uh, that's like, I don't know, maybe this around. And it's going to go horizontally, and you're going to have to straddle that and then knock each other's heads off. And then you'll fall off, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So um, I can't wait for that. I'm really excited. Uh, I'm really excited just because of the topic. You know, we're, we're, these games are about fighting, but it really talks a lot about our generation and just the struggles that so many people have with anger and unforgiveness and just conflict with, with uh, each other. So I'm pretty excited for that. So that's coming out this Friday, but next Friday, make sure you guys are there uh, for that. We have Fringe uh, coming up the third Thursday of this month, which is the 19th. If you're a lady, make sure you are there. It's been awesome. What's that? Iron um, is suspended for the time being. All right. Uh, and then I had one more announcement, which was the frontline meeting uh, which is going to be January 16th. It's Martin Luther King Day, and uh, you might have that day off of school, but don't use that excuse not to come to Frontline because I know you're probably not actually celebrating Martin Luther King Day. So it's just kind of a, and he's a great guy. I love Martin Luther King, but you should, you should be at the Frontline meeting. So uh, again, that's March 6th, uh, March, um, January 16th. Be there. We're going to be at the East House again. And uh, so if you need directions, just let us know during that, all right? So I need you guys back up on your feet. Uh, time, Aaron, what do you want to go, 6 o'clock? Yeah, 6.30? 6.30? 6.30. I need you guys on your feet. I need you guys to kind of wake up. And, uh, man, we just had an awesome time of prayer before service, and I was just really excited, you know, as we look, you know, it's a little bit smaller of a group, and it's New Year's, and people are still getting back in the swing of things, but man... I look at you guys, and I'm like, you guys are the willing ones, the ones that have come out and just want to press in uh, to what God has 
and uh, just get excited and, and not lose that passion. So I'm, I'm just uh, pumped that you guys are all here tonight. Um, we're starting a whole new series called Go Big, which um, me and Aaron, uh, Aaron mostly, he's going to be doing most of the teaching this month, has been planning for quite a long time, and I'm super excited about it. We're going to have a blast kind of digging into this topic, but uh, like I said, man, you guys, I just, I'm so pumped that you guys are here. It's the fourth, it's, it's this first uh, week uh, of the year, and, and you could have just used it as an excuse to say, you know, you're still not, you know, back in the swing of things, but you guys are here, and I'm just excited uh, for what God's going to do tonight. If you guys would just... Uh, just raise up your hand to God, and we're going to go into time of prayer and uh, just get in, dig into worship here. God, we come before you tonight. God, we're just humbled to be in your presence. God, we are come expecting. God, we just want to right now invite your spirit here. God, we know it's, you're already here, God, but we just want to welcome you, God. We want you here. God, we want you to speak to us, just uh, begin to... Uh, just invade this place, God, and we're just uh, expecting big things, God, as we sing, as we worship you tonight, God, I pray that you would just be enthroned on our praise, God, that you would be lifted up over every single thing in our lives, God, not just lifted up as a cliche word, but lifted up as, God, we want to place you above a place of more importance than every single thing else in our life. You are number one. That's what we mean by lifting you up, God. I pray that it would just be a spirit of joy in this place. God, that there would be no somber attitudes and no heads down, but we would have our heads raised because we know that we are sons and daughters of the living God, and we have something to sing, and we have something to shout, and we have something to dance about, God. And so right now, as we, as we just go to you in worship and in song, God, look down on us and be pleased. Father, we love you and we praise you, and we ask this in your name. Amen.
lot of people in the room tonight that are in a place that they haven't been in a while. Closeness with God, a, a new fresh feel. Maybe, maybe it's a new year. I think it's more than that. Without uh, kind of disrupting the mood, I'm wondering if there's a way that we can maybe get to the front three rows. Let's see if really quickly if that's a possibility. Um, even our adults, I would love if all of our adults could draw in tonight. Um, I'm just kind of sensing a, um, a need to draw together tonight. And maybe a physical sign of that would be if your coat's on the chair next to you, get it off, make room for your friend or somebody you've never met before. If it can't happen, that's fine. Uh, but let's see if we can draw near to these front three rows. And uh, specifically asked, asked our adults to kind of draw in tonight, too. Um, just feel like kind of God's speaking to me a couple things before we even begin tonight. Um, I'd love to share with you guys. And, um, I heard Matt use a phrase when he was praying before, and it's one that kind of bounced in our prayer upstairs. Term the willing ones. And uh, if you know what it means to be willing, if you're willing to do something or willing and able, I've heard those phrases before, but it's somebody who will make it my will to do this thing. If you're willing to do something, it means you're ready to be a part of it. You're ready to be in it. And as I stand, the 60 or so people that are here tonight, um, I see some willing people. I see some willing students. Some of you don't know very well, and I couldn't be honest and put a finger on exactly where you're at, but I see some students and some adults that want nothing more than to see the gospel advanced in our city. And they're excited to be a part of it with us, whether there's 10 of us here or 600 of us here. So tonight as we draw together and... Um, you know, it's almost ironic to say we're going to start a series called Go Big. You know, in a gym that we know can seat 600 and there's 60 of us. But I think that's, that's okay. In fact, that might even be a little bit of God's sense of humor saying, it's not about you. <laughs> it's about me. You know, Element's always been uh, a group that does stuff big. We have a history of going big. Uh, most of you don't know this, but seven years ago, Element kind of got a, a real kickstart. We took 500 students to an event in downtown Detroit, uh, to an event called Battle Cry. We worshiped together, we prayed together, not just with our 500, but with thousands of people. About two years after that, we took almost 100 people on a summer trip, which uh, previous to that, our summer trips were like 30, 40 people. And we went on this road trip. We went down you know, to the southeast United States. We went uh, caving, we went whitewater rafting, we went to the Desperation Conference in Alabama. Um, you know, even up to right now, every Friday night we're drawing 500, 600 people. Uh, we like to do things big around here. Tonight we're going to start a new series called Go Big, and some of you might be wondering, well, we're kind of like already doing things big. We're the biggest youth group that I know around. On Friday nights there's like so many people here we can't even hardly fit more people. Aren't we already doing things big? Well, in some ways we are. We, as Element, 
are impacting the community in a way really that no other youth group in this area is doing, maybe even in a way that no other youth group in Michigan is doing, but, but that's not what I'm talking about. When I talk about going big, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about big events, lots of people. I'm not talking about big trips. I'm not even talking about a big facility. I know our church generously gave us a, just a, a boatload of cash to, to redo all this, and we've got this sweet gym, and we've got you know a great setup upstairs. It's, that's not what I'm talking about. For the next couple of weeks as we talk about going big in our relationship with God, what I want to talk about, well, it's, it's just that, going big in your relationship with God. You know, it's kind of a funny thing that got me started on this topic, um, something that I, I probably never thought I would be building a uh, speaking series off, um, but it, it, it kind of has its basis from a video I saw uh, online, and uh, I saw it about a year ago. And, um, you know, I, it's kind of one of those things where you, you guys see crazy viral videos and you, like, post it to all your friends. You see it thrown on Facebook. You know, it goes, those people that review viral videos online, you know, a week goes by and you're like, oh, that's old. I've seen that. And then two weeks go by and then you never see it again. And that kind of happened with me. I didn't see the video for a couple months. And then I saw a book by the guys who made the video, the ones who produced it and were in the video. And uh, it just got me thinking. And the name of the book was Go Big. And some of their ideas are kind of what, uh, what launched this series that we're going to start talking about today. Um, the guys in the video um, uh, are Christians, and we're going to talk a little bit about them, but a lot more about you and about me and about us. So I want to roll that video, and when you see it, you're going to be like, uh, why is this video being shown at church? But I'll explain that as we get going. Check out these guys. They are called Dude Perfect. Hello folks, welcome to Backyard Stuntman, Backyard Stuntman, so let's start off. So you can do it.
As uh, cool as those were, uh, literally that is the tip of the iceberg. I don't want to lay out a bunch of spoilers for you, but if you if you just YouTube search those guys, they're, they're pretty dominant. Uh, they've laid out some absolutely incredible shots, including a shot from a moving airplane, uh, including a shot off of like a 20-story building, just unbelievable stuff. You know, like I said, when I saw that video, I was kind of like, that's, that's a pretty cool video, you know, and you show a couple of your friends, you're like, hey, check this out. And uh, it just kind of passed, passed its way by, though. Um, but when I saw that book, and I saw the, the Dude Perfect Guys, by the way, um, I love their name, but the first time they ever shot their video, they had a, st a stool out in the yard, and they just had this, like, little camera, like, no better than, you know, what anybody has. And they set the camera down, and the one guy goes, Dude Perfect. And then he walked around, and, like, it was on the perfect frame, you know, like, exactly where he was aiming. And the, the name stuck. And so that's where they kind of got their name, Dude Perfect. But... The book that, that, they, that they wrote, in fact, one of the guys wrote it and the other guys kind of um, pumped him ideas, was talking about going big with your life. Uh, you know, whether it's your career, your relationships, your dreams, or anything that's important to you. And uh, the guys in Dude Perfect, like I said, are all followers of Jesus Christ. Um, actually, I've been kind of talking with them through email um, about, you know, this series and about a few other things. And uh, I love how they talk about, you know, all we do is make basketball shots, but what it's given us is he's given us a platform to stand on where people see us and hear us, and we can tell other people about Jesus Christ. And that's kind of how I want to live my life. Um, I can't make shots like that. I, I try them, and I've made a couple of them. Some of you see me even goofing around in the gym. But uh, um, I did it before they did it, by the way, off the wall. But uh, they said we have a platform that God's given us so that we're online, and millions and millions of people see us, and now they can hear us as we talk about who God is. You know, they've used that platform of making crazy basketball shots that they've been put up on there to share the message of Christ with others. They've explained their ideas about how they do things big and how you can apply them to, um, to your life. And we're going to uh, begin to look at how can we apply some of those ideas of going big in our relationship with God. For too long, um, I believe our group has kind of lied dormant. And if you don't know what the word dormant means, um, a seed can lie dormant before it will bloom and begin to grow. Uh, animals hibernate, and I almost kind of feel like, and some of you are like, what are you talking about, Aaron? We have like 600 people on a Friday night. How could you say that we're stalling, that we're lying dormant? But I think in a sense, we have that growth of those numbers 
but I think in another way that I think we've been kind of laying still. And as, uh, as Matt talked about a gathering of people that prayed right before we met tonight, I think we all kind of had that same sense of, you know, I think that we've kind of let some things creep in. I think that we've let some complacency creep in, some fear creep in. And uh, we've started to kind of believe some lies that our time with God is not important. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean just because there's maybe not as many people coming on a Wednesday night. But I'll be honest with you. As I, I feel like I have my, my, my fingers pretty good on the students' hearts in our, in our ministry and in our region. And uh, I read enough Facebook. I talk to enough of you that I see what has your hearts. And I see that there are so many competing things for your hearts right now that it's becoming a priority war. And I see too many guys' Facebook posts about how cool they are and what cool thing they've done. I see too many girls' Facebook posts about how awesome their boyfriend is and, and how many, like, oh, I, I can't wait to spend time with this person. And I, I, and I, just, see, I just see that, and, and I see a steering away from the heart of God to the things of the world. And uh, as we talk about going big, um, uh, it's almost kind of good to me the way that we've kind of drawn in tight. Because most of you that I see in this, in this gathering right here, you're the ones that I want to go big with. You're the ones that Element wants to use right now. 18-year-old senior, 13-year-old seventh grader. You're the one that God wants to go big with. He wants to go big for you because that's who he's made you to be. That's who he's created you to be. And even bigger, he wants to do it for this city, for the people in your high school, for the people in your middle school, people in your family, people in your neighborhood. He wants to go big. Well, we are doing some big things. 500 kids come in our facility every week. Matt or I or somebody presents the gospel. Frontline kids welcome everybody in. They serve those nights. They send postcards to visitors. We're doing some things big. But I want to see what it looks like when we completely live out our faith in a big way. First step in going big for God is to get excited. And I know you guys saw those cards that are on there. And what's cool is I saw a few of you guys filling out those cards before I ever even started talking tonight. Because already God was beginning to speak to you. And I saw a few of our adults filling out those cards and a few of our students filling out those cards. Because you knew already you're feeling some stirrings. You're having some ideas about what you think God wants you to do. And that's awesome. We're going to talk a little bit more about those cards as we go on tonight. Um, I want to talk about the words get excited. You know, what are you passionate about? What are you going to do with that excitement? What fires you up? And I know, like, you could give me the token church answers right now of like, oh, I get fired up by reading my Bible. I get fired up by spending time in prayer. And, I, and I, it does happen to me. Not all the time. Sometimes I'm just doing it because I know it's what God wants and I'm going to keep pressing in even though I'm stinking dog tired or I just don't feel like it and I'm, sti I'm still going to push on it. But sometimes it does fire me up, but not all the time. There's other things in our life that we get passionate about, that we get excited about, that really matter to us. And I want you to really start to begin to think about some of those things as we start talking tonight. Because if I just keep saying, get excited, get excited, get excited, get excited, and you don't even know what you're getting excited about, you're going to be like, whatever, 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 whatever. 
whatever, whatever, every time I say get excited. And so I really want you to start thinking personally, yourself as an individual, what kinds of things do you get excited about? What kinds of things are you passionate about? What kind of things do you love? Do you love little kids? Like, do you just love holding a little baby or like, you know, playing with a three-year-old? Or is that your thing? Maybe you just absolutely love talking on the phone. You like listening to people. You like talking about your day. You like hearing about other people's days. Maybe that, maybe you love the phone. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you love cooking. You know, maybe you just like making stuff so you can eat it. That's the only reason I like cooking is so I can eat it when I'm done. But maybe, maybe that, it's just fun. Maybe you're like the only teenager you know that looks up recipes and pictures of food online and, you know, you have drool at the internet screen. I hate, I hate that. Like my wife will look up something on the internet of some like awesome dinner and then she doesn't make it. She just leaves it on the screen and I sit down I'm like, oh, that looks so, are we having that for dinner? No, I just, it looked cool. But maybe, th- maybe that's your passion. Maybe your passion is cooking. Maybe, uh, maybe your passion is a sport or maybe it's music. But there's got to be something that like whenever you start thinking about it, it gets you fired up. And that's what I'm talking about tonight. So, you know, whether you want to do this later tonight or maybe even right now, if you look at that first question in the card, it says, what am I excited about? What gets me excited? Oh, right before that, what am I good at and what excites me? And those two questions are kind of worded in in different ways, but they are related um, because often the things that we get excited about are the things that we're good at because we like to do them and we do them a lot and we think about them and we talk about them and we buy things that go with them. And we spend lots of time, lots of hours, minutes, and even days in those things. But tonight we're going to talk about if we have those passions. If we want to go big with those things, it's got to get connected to our faith. And God can use those things. And you're like, wait, cooking, uh, football, talking on the phone, God's going to use those things? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God's going to use those things. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as well, too. Maybe there's other things that you're passionate about. Maybe things that are a little bit more of a bigger picture than just kind of your world, which it's good that you have those things that you're excited about in your world, like this, like the sports and talking with your friends on the phone and all that kind of stuff. But maybe there's other things that when you start to hear people talk about those things or, or if you see things on the Internet, those are the kinds of things that fire you up. Maybe, maybe there's like uh, some social justice issues. Like I know there's a few of you in here who the idea of, human trafficking, which means moving of people in, like, the sex industry, in hidden slavery issues. Some of you have a real strong heart for some of those things. Some of you have a heart for poverty. Some of you, as teenagers, have adopted sponsored kids through Compassion, and you pay that money every month because you care about poverty in the world. Maybe it's about homelessness. I know there's a large group of people from our church who have been just continually involved with different projects that have to do with homeless in our area. Maybe that's something that you're passionate about. Maybe it's just straight up, you love the people at your school. You care about them so much that you want them to know God. Maybe you would admit that you don't know him perfectly and that you don't know everything about him, but you know enough to know that you want that every other kid that goes to your school. In order to go big, you need to get excited. You need to ask yourself, what makes me passionate? What am I passionate about? 
So like I said, throughout this card tonight, I don't, there's not like a time when, I, when I'll say like, okay, fill out the card. I, th- I think that if you think about this and pray about this as we listen tonight, that I think some of these things are really going to kind of um, connect in your heart and you're going to know what you want to put on those things. You know, if you are passionate, you'll be put into a position to do something big. I heard this phrase, passion positions excellence. Think about that. I know it's like kind of three words like crammed together. There's no little words in there. Passion positions excellence, which means that if you are passionate about something, it's going to put you into a position to where you will be excellent. If you love, 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 love to do something, and you get in the middle of it, you're going to be good at it. You're going to do good things. You're going to do big things. If you are passionate, you will be in a position to do something excellent. So, you know, these guys from Dude Perfect, they took something as simple as making crazy basketball shots, and they've created something huge. They're using it to serve God. One of their videos, they, they threw a shot, and this is one that we'll watch, I think, in a couple weeks. One of the guys got up on the top of the Dallas Cowboys football stadium. Literally, the, like the back row, and the hoop was on the field, and he chucks it. And I think they said it took him like 50 tries, but I don't care. He, he swishes it. And it, go, it gets on yahoo.com. You know when you go to Yahoo, there's like one big picture right in the middle? It was that dude going like this. And it got, what did they, it was like 2 million hits in one hour. And when that happened, Dude Perfect was out there. And they started getting all these opportunities. And like I said, as I've been talking to these guys on email, they're like, they're pumped about what God has been able to do through making basketball shots. You know, tonight I want to look at a guy in the Bible who is passionate about what God wanted him to do. And the guy went big. After he heard from God, he spent a huge chunk of his life pursuing that dream. And it was all because he wanted to serve God. His name was Noah, and I think you know his story. But for the most part, we tell the second part of the story as like 99% of the story. The whole like, it got in the ark, and he built it, and then it rained, and the animals, and then like, they were in there for a long time, and then he sent out. Everybody knows that part of the story. And I don't want to say everybody, but most of you sometime around have heard the story of Noah's ark. But the part of the story that I want to focus on tonight is the part about how Noah played a part in God's plan. The first half of the story, if you will. How Noah set out to do what he knew God wanted him to do. Noah was completely passionate about doing God's will. In fact, he was like the only guy literally on the globe who was excited about, sometimes you might feel like that, like, I'm the only one who loves God, everybody hates God at my school. No, no, for real, the Bible even says he was the only guy doing things right on the whole world. Noah was. Everybody else was messing up. And so God says, hey, Noah, we're going to do something. Noah's completely passionate about doing God's will. He got excited. He might not have known every detail or exactly how it was going to play out, but he got excited anyways, and he went ahead with the plan that God laid out for him. Over and over again in the story in Genesis 6 and 7, it says this like three times. And Noah did all that the Lord commanded of him. But if Noah didn't have an excitement level 
a passion for the things of God, he never really would have been able to carry out God's commandments. The things that God had asked him to do were literally outrageous. And if he wasn't passionate about doing what God wanted him to do, there's no way he was going to make it. And we all know what would have happened if he didn't make it. We'd all be dead. (laughs) If Noah didn't do what God had commanded, there would be no people on the earth. So why did he need passion? Why did he get excited? I mean, if God spoke to me out loud and told me what to do, most of you are like, well, duh, that'd be easy. I mean, if God, like, says it and I heard it, well, don't go so fast. You know, when he talked to God and God talked to him, I'm sure it probably wasn't as easy as you think it would be. In fact, even people, movie makers, have tried to make uh, kind of us think about what would it be like if God talked to Noah and had to maybe convince him to do the right thing. And uh, some of you guys have seen the movie Evan Almighty. And uh, there's a little clip in there that I really like that talks about Evan's talking with God. And God's like trying to tell him, like, this is what you need to do. And Evan's, you know, not sure. And uh, we're going to check about two minutes of that video right now. So you're really him, aren't you? You want more proof? I haven't done the pillow of salt thing in a while. That's all right. I believe you. I just, I don't understand why you chose me. You want to change the world, huh? So do I. What? Why an ark? I mean, that's like flood territory. You wouldn't do that again. You wouldn't do that. Would you do that? Let's just say that whatever I do, I do because I love you. Well, then you have to understand that this whole building an ark thing is really not part of my plans here. I need to settle into my house. I need to make a good impression at work. <laughs> what? Your plan. <laughs> What are you talking? I'm, we're talking about an ark, right? I mean, an ark? An ark is huge. I don't even know where I would begin. Well, I hear that a lot. People want to change the world, don't know how to begin. You want to know how to change the world, son? One act of random kindness at a time. Build the ark. I'll tell you what. You build it, I'll fill it. And if anybody asks, tell them flood's coming. Oh, and uh, you might need this. Okay. Okay, so what do I do? I grab the wood. Oh, okay. You know, that's just cruel. Do you see him? I don't see him. Building an ark the old-fashioned way. Uh, you can cut it there. God is you know, the creator I think my of the part heavens of that clip and the earth. When... He lives in all things and has over six billion, seven hundred billion. Children. You guys can cut it out there. When God says to, well, Evan, he says, "You want to change the world? So do I." think within each one of us, God has created us with the desire to change the world. But even more importantly, so does he. And he wants to use you. You know, uh, later on in that movie, uh, 
Evan does go on to build the ark. Noah built the ark. Uh, you know, the boat in that movie looked huge. I remember uh, just thinking of the logistics, even to produce that movie, like, I don't know how much of that was CGI and how much of it was real. I mean, they were walking on some of the stuff. It had Some of it, for sure, was real. But, you know, in, in real life, it was actually way bigger than even the CGI one that was in that movie. The, the ark itself was as big as going from farther than the fence out front to the parking lot. It was 400 to five, or 450 feet long. One and a half football fields long. If you can think about like your high school track, it was as long as the curve of the track to the curve of the track, and the entire thing was four stories tall. It was huge. You know, and in the movie, and, and even think even in our minds, Noah builds the ark. I think in the movie it was like a couple days. And even in our minds, a lot of times we think of like, you know, maybe a couple weeks, you know, maybe a couple months, Noah builds this ark, and then, you know, the rain comes. Do you know that Noah worked on the ark for 120 years? That's some serious commitment. And it, you have to know this to truly appreciate that the 120 years is a long time. Because never before in the history of the world had it ever rained. And he's building a boat and telling people that water is going to fall from the sky... And if you're not two years old, that just sounds normal. But if you're like, you know, little kids are like, they, like water is falling from the sky. Like we've, oh, it's, it stinks, it's raining, I'm getting wet. But if it had never rained before and someone told you that water was going to fall from the sky, you'd probably think they were pretty messed up. And so for 120 years, Noah works on the ark and tells all of his neighbors, all of his friends, all of his relatives, well, it's water's going to fall from the sky, and it's going to be as tall as the mountain. There's going to be a flood, and I need to build this boat. And they're like, dude, Noah, what's the matter with you? But Noah had a passion that made him pursue for those whole 120 years. I'm sure that his original excitement probably dropped off. I mean, after like a week, I'm sure he's like, you know, it's like, man, my arm's getting tired. And he's probably had calluses upon calluses. I mean... 120 years. You don't even like doing schoolwork past like two hours of homework. Then you're like, I'm done. You know, he did 120 years worth of labor on this one project. Did he feel like giving up? I'm sure some of those times he did. Were there tough times? Sure there was. Is there times when people were flat out mocking him and making fun of him? I'm sure there were. Have you ever been there with your faith? You had an original excitement that Faded away? Were there times when, whether it was real or just perceived in your mind, that people were mocking you or making fun of your faith? Were there times when you just felt too tired to do anything about your relationship with God? Physically tired or just mentally tired or emotionally tired? I'm sure Noah felt like giving up. You know, some of those questions will be addressed as we continue in this series of Going Big. And, uh, you know, I would love to have an honest talk with you guys. And as I look around, like, I think most of you guys in this room right now, I know well enough to have kind of the, you know, the let's break it down heart to heart with you. Most of you. And, uh, you know, I think as we look at how many people have committed to coming to prayer meetings as part of Element and how many people have been here on a regular basis on Wednesday nights and serving on Friday nights, those of you that are involved in Frontline, there's, there's like a select core of people 
that I feel like have really sold out, and I don't want to say sold out to elements, because that's not what we're asking you to do, but have sold out to God's call in their life, to reach out to their friends, to worship Him passionately, to be excited about their relationship with Him. And then I think there's a group of people that, they're still Christians, but, well, let me put it this way. Instead of being a Christian who likes to play basketball, they become a basketball player who wants to be a Christian. Instead of being a Christian who plays the trumpet, they become a member of the band who, they're a Christian. Instead of being, well, you fill it in for you. Would someone call you a soccer player who's a Christian or a Christian who also plays soccer? Which way would it go for you? Which word would come first? I'm not here to judge you. Only you know the answer to that. And you can answer it for yourself. I think there's a time that it comes where there might be some things that need to be eliminated from our lives or maybe just a, a reordering of our priorities. And... Uh, you know, tonight as I talked about the idea of getting excited, um, it's kind of weird because on one side, I'm like, let's get excited about this. But in order to get excited about that, I think there are some things that we need to leave behind a little bit. And is that always easy to do? No way. There's things that I, I would love to do that I don't get to do because you just, you can't do everything. But it basically breaks down to this. What are you truly passionate about with your relationship with God? What has eternal consequences? What lasts? What matters? What is important to the heart of God? So what excites you? When I begin to talk about that earlier and you begin to answer the questions, what am I good at? What excites me? What do I wish was different about the world? What do I want to do? How can my answers be used to do something big for God? You know, I started thinking about in my own life, I really love to play volleyball. I've been playing volleyball for like 20 years. I played a little bit in college. I coach. I said, you know what, God? Volleyball is yours. Whatever you want to do with it, it's yours. If you want me to play, I'll play. If you want me to coach, I'll coach. If you want me to do this, I'll do this. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to start coaching. Not because necessarily I love to coach, which, which I do like coaching. It's a lot of work, a lot of time involved. But I do it because I want to impact high school students and other students with the message of the gospel. I think God's given me the gift of being a teacher. And yeah, teaching's a good career. It's pretty stable. You know, I'm sure everybody's going, well, yeah, you get summers off and all that. That's not why I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher because I care about the next generation, because I want them to know who they are, who they've been created to be. And so I think God's kind of given me some excitements in life. I enjoy teaching. I enjoy coaching. I love being around sports in general, volleyball especially. But I think that he's kind of given me that excitement about something that I want to pursue, that I want to go after. Look at your card. What do you love to do? How are you going to go big? You know, when those Dude Perfect guys made those videos, they didn't say like, Oh, I saw some people try this one shot. It was so cool. They bounced it off the chimney, and it went in. 
They didn't want to do what everybody else is doing. I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. You don't want to do what everybody else is doing. You want to do what you can do. You want to do what you were created to do. Those guys, when they made that video, they're like, they went out in their backyard and they're like, I've never seen anybody try one off of the chimney to a basketball hoop that's 20 yards behind them. Not only am I going to try it, I'm going to do it. And whether it took him five shots or 50 shots, I don't know. Dude chucks it off the basket or off the chimney, swish, behind him. And I told you about the one that the guy chucks from the top of the Dallas Cowboys football stadium. Never seen anybody throw a basketball off the top of a football stadium. You know, at the, at the best, I've seen someone chuck one from the other side of the gym down to the hoop on the other side. They didn't want to do something that everybody else has done before. They said, for whatever reason, God's given them the ability to throw, especially the one guy, like from super far shots. And he said, we're going to use it. I'm going to use what God's given me, what I can do, and I'm going to get excited about it. I mean, did you see the guys in the video? I mean, yeah, I know you're like, oh, it's just bros separ- uh, celebrating, you know. They're all like chest bumping each other. But I am talking, these guys are like knocking each other over. They are chest bumping, high fisting. And if you ever notice, there's always one guy that right after the shot is made, most of the guys run in the middle, and there's always one guy who just out of nowhere, he just goes. And he just runs like straight away from everybody else. And you're like, where's that guy going? Like, that's how he celebrates. These guys are pumped. We need to get to that place. We need to get to that spot where this is what gets us excited. You know, before I talked about, like, cooking, if cooking gets you excited. The church that I went to in high school, right after I became a Christian, there was this lady. I don't, I don't even remember her name. I kind of feel bad that I don't remember her name. But she was the cookie lady. And she would bring gallon Ziploc bags full of cookies to church and give them to people. And they, they were, like, really good cookies. Like the kind of cookies that, you know, you sometimes you get cookies. You're like, oh, thank you. And you go home and you give them to your mom. And you like, she puts them on a plate and then, like, couple days later when people come over she serves them and then there's cookies where you're like those look good and you open the bag and you eat the whole bag you guys it's been christmas i know you did it it's okay because there's some cookies that you're like oh those look really pretty on a plate and they're like oh i'm gonna eat those 12 cookies well this was this lady had the gift of cookie making and we would bring it like to our sunday school class and they would just get dominated they would never see the end of sunday school class this lady loved to cook and she knew that those students were going to be blessed by it. And I, I don't know if she ever gave them to adults because we were always, it was like six of us guys that were always the recipients of those cookies. And we probably, oh jeez, I don't even know how many hundreds of cookies we ate of her over those two years. But this is what she loved to do. What do you love to do? You know, earlier I said maybe you love little kids. Maybe you want to go to our church on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock so you can go hang out in the two-year-old room at 11 o'clock because you just love little kids and you want to you sit them on your lap. You want to tell them about who Jesus is. Even if you're not sure if they understand you, you're going to do it anyways. Maybe you absolutely love your spot in the band. You love making music. And people, when they watch you, whether you're, playing the clarinet or the trombone or whatever you play, but they're like, wow. Most everybody else is just so worried about hitting the right note. But I watch you when you play, you have joy. 
I've never seen anybody get excited about playing the clarinet, but like you look like you're fired up. Maybe you can worship yourself while you're playing the clarinet. That's the kind of people that I want our students to be. Whether you are making the cookies, whether you got the two-year-old on your lap, whether you are sponsoring those kids through compassion because poverty breaks your heart like it breaks God's heart, whether you are standing on top of your lunch table telling people to come to Element on Friday, whether you are not eating your lunch because one of your friends forgot their lunch and you're that kind of person, or maybe you're not eating your lunch because it's sitting there uneaten and open because you've been listening to your friends for all 30 minutes of lunch about their heartbreak, about their family, and that you're just good at listening. And that's where you find your passion. What is it? What are you passionate about? Because I'm going to be honest with you, if we don't find that, you're not going to go big. Later on, as we continue in this series about going big, you know, tonight I, I kind of, I, as I started to prep for this, and I was going to show that, you know, goofy basketball video. It was so tempting to just be like running around and jumping and like, yeah, let's go big and let's get excited and let's. But I don't know if it's that kind of excitement. I think it's, it's an excitement that kind of builds with inside of you where you figure out the things that you are passionate about. And where you're honest with yourself and you say, am I passionate about something that I can use for God? Like, let's go. As a ministry, as a group, as Element City, let's go. And if we have to leave a few people behind, that sounds rough, doesn't it? Jesus did all the time. Jesus challenged his followers. You know, I remember one passage in the Old Testament, I don't even know where it is, but Actually, there's not one place. There's like 20 places where he's like, hey, I'm going to tell you guys some really tough things. If you can't do it, then just go home. There's a place in the Old Testament where David has this huge army with him. And I mean, there's like thousands and thousands of guys. And he's like, I don't need all of you because some of you, your heart's not here. You're not really in it. And he says, he says God, how am I supposed to figure out who's supposed to stay and who's supposed to go? And God tells him, he's like, okay, hey, go get, go get a drink of water down by the creek. And there's like some guys who just throw all their weapons down and they're like... Just going down at it like this. And then there's some guys who put their weapon on their shoulder, and they're going like this. And that was God's sign to him to say, like, hey, keep those guys. Those are the guys I use. Those are the ones who are not going to abandon their call. Those are the guys who are, are, are diligent. Those are the guys who are willing to go after it with everything. They're not going to throw down their charge, their weapons, their shields. They're not just going to be all about the, oh, I just need some water. Those guys were still had their eyes on the prize. And as I skin the rose tonight, I see some. I see that some of you are like them. Some of you are ones that are ready to do that. I'll tell you right now, it would be really easy to say, there's a lot of uncertainty at Element City right now. You know, or... What's going to happen? You know, Pastor John left. It created some questions. 
at the same time that Friday nights are growing like crazy, Wednesday nights are shrinking like crazy. And there's this kind of weirdness of like, well, what, what are we? Are we Wednesday nights? Are we Friday nights? Are we, are we like a small group of people that will come together and study the word and grow together and pray together? Are we a huge group of people that our main purpose is to reach out to our city and share the gospel with them and just give them a little taste every Friday and hope they want more and hope they want more? Who are we? I think we're, we're kind of in the middle of that right now. Just some great questions. I think at this point, we're in a position with right now, we draw together, almost symbolically, as we kind of like draw in tight tonight, if we want to decide to go big together, if we get excited together, that I think some big things are going to happen. You know, every week, I think we're going to, I think we're going to have a new video from those guys, because I think they, I think they did it right. I think at first, they just got excited. You know, the story behind that first video, the guys were just chilling in their backyard, and one of the guys was, like, chasing a ball that had gone really far over the corner. He looks over at one of his buddies from the absolute corner, like he saw that fence, and he goes, hey, buy me Jimmy John's if this goes in hook shot. And he just goes, you know, of course, swishes. And all the guys just went nuts. And he said, like, yeah, there's the, like, oh, you made a sweet shot. But he said there was, like, almost that, magical sense in the air of like something just happened something big just happened and they ran inside they got their camera and two hours later that first video that has I don't even know how many millions of hits came out let's seek that Let's seek that feeling of together where we look at each other and eye to eye, we make that connection where we agree, hey, make this big. Not big in numbers, not big in facility, not big in stuff, but let's make this big with God. You guys think we can get excited to do this? Yeah. For real? Look at your card. Are there things on there that you're excited about? Is there something in there that is your passion? It's what you'd love to do? It's up to us. I'm sure he stole it from somewhere else, but my friend John McDonald one time said, you are God's plan A. There is no plan B. Because God's over it. In fact, some days it scares me to death because it means I know that if I don't do it, nobody else. Think about the students that you sit next to in lunch every day. Think about people that live in your own house, some of you. You really don't think your plan A? Your plan A. There is no plan B. God wants to use you. He wants you to get excited. He wants to take what he has already blessed you with, what he has already made you passionate about, and he wants you to chase him.
He wants you to go with him, and he wants you to go big. Like I said earlier, I could have had like a, a rah, 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 let's go big, let's get excited. It could have been like that. And in fact, it almost was. It was almost like a, a fiery kickoff to a great series. But I would rather take 30 really deep and really big than just kind of go after it with a home game. I want you to keep your cards. Maybe tuck it in your Bible if you have it here tonight. And uh, I want you to think on it this week. I don't think you can necessarily get all these answers, especially the last one where it even talks about go ahead and throw your answers on the back if you want to. How can my answers to these questions be used to do something big for God? Because next week, next week the theme is own it. Tonight we're just going, when we talk about going big, we're talking about getting excited. Like, God, what in the world do you want me to do? Next week, we're going to talk about how do I own it? How do I make it happen? How do I form a plan? How do I go after God with a gusto that I've never gone before? you guys pray with me. God, today we've, uh, we've looked at two different stories. One of them from your word about Noah, that he completely bent his whole life around your will and what you wanted him to do. No matter what anybody said, no matter how long it took, he got so excited, so passionate about the will of God, about your will, God, that he spent his entire life pursuing it. God, we heard about some guys that, you know, all they did, they're shooting basketballs. But God, they had the same passion, the same excitement to say, this is what we do, and we're going to do it for God. God, I pray that you would give us direction. I pray that you would give us a passion God, I I pray that you would take those passions, those things that we wrote on the card tonight, the things that we love to do, the things that we're excited about, the things that are just important to us, and that we would make them a part of what you want us to do. God, we're excited to go big. And God, as we draw near together tonight, I pray that we we would lean on each other to do that. That as we leave tonight, maybe you're even birthing some plans in us right now. God, you're laying out some plans of like, oh, man, I think God wants me to do this. And I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm scared. I don't know when I'm going to do it. I don't have time. But, God, we trust you. We know that if we develop our passion for these things that, that you want us to do, God, that you'll enable us, that you'll equip us to do it. God, we love you. And God, it's all for you, for the sake of your son, Jesus. Amen. Hey, uh, as you guys leave, uh, like I said, bring these with you. If you feel God is already starting to kind of lean something on you, I would encourage you to find someone on your way out, maybe a friend, maybe an adult, somebody, and kind of share with them, like, you know, I've always been good at this. How could I use that for God? Or this is something that's really important to me. I wonder how I can connect that to my faith or how I can connect my faith to to that. 
check out somebody on your way out. Just, you know, you want to call somebody, text them. Ask these tough questions about how are you going to get excited? How are you going to begin to develop these things? And like I said earlier, if, if you don't leave tonight with like a, Type get excitement. That's okay. Because I think this goes something a little deeper. Something that's got to kind of come from here instead of just from your mouth. And that's okay. We love you guys. As Matt said earlier, uh, we're just so glad that you're here. And, um, you know, as we hear students give all kinds of reasons about why maybe they're not here or what else is going on, we know that you have all those same things. That you have sports practices, you have homework, you have family, you have all kinds of stuff. And the fact that you have kind of made it a priority to be here, we appreciate it. And we love you. All right, guys. Thanks for coming. We will see you next Wednesday. No Friday night. This Friday night. Next Wednesday, we will be back here for Subway.